Two mighty kings once engaged in a long struggle over a disputed territory, but neither side was able to be victorious over the other. Having spent all of their money and many of the lives of their citizens, they decided to settle their differences by comparing their legal rights to the territory that was under dispute. During this legal investigation, one of the kings learned that he was descended from Hamanharasha. So when he returned to his own land, he decided to rule with the same cruelty as his ancestor. He made a gazeta, a decree, that 10,000 gold pieces must be paid by the Jews as a tax. And he also commanded that a Jew named Mordechai must be brought before him to be hanged by the neck until dead. The poor Jews were grief-stricken. They gathered in the shoals, they fasted, they said till him, they davened to Hashem to rescue them, and they sent shluchim to all of the other lands to beg the rabbonim and the tzaddikim that they should also daven to Hashem for the gezeras to be repealed for the sword that hung over their heads, would soon strike. They would have to pay the 10,000 gold coins and a Jew named Mordechai would be hung. Rachman al-Litzlan. Two of these shluchim came to the great Tamad Chacham, the Ramah, Rab Moshe Isserlis of Krak. When they told him of the fate that awaited the Jews in their country, he said, it is not in my power to help you, but I will tell you of a certain city. And if you go there and go to the places outside the city, you will find a Schneider, a man who mends old clothes. He will help you. If he does not want to help you, simply tell him that I sent you. The two men left immediately for the city where the Ramah had told them to go. They found the Schneider, but he did not greet them in a friendly manner. What do you want? he asked them. Why have you even come here? Your clothes don't need mending. So the two men told him of their mission. Why have you come to me? How must I save your country? I'm just a Schneider. You've made a mistake. So the two men told him that they had been sent by the Ramah. When the Schneider heard this, he told them, you may return to your country in peace. You need have no fear. With help from Hashem, everything will soon turn out all right. Sometime after the king had issued his cruel decree, he awoke, and he saw standing in front of his bed a half-starved Jewish beggar. He noticed that the clock on the wall read exactly midnight. He was so infuriated at his guards who had failed to keep this beggar out of his room, that the king grabbed his sword and stormed out of the room to attack his own guards. But at the very moment that he opened his bedroom door, he felt himself rising into the air. He flew through the night sky until he landed in a desolate graveyard with high walls. He could not possibly escape from this terrible prison. The king was overcome with fright he began to shout for help. Again and again he shouted, 
but nobody answered. Several hours later, hungry, thirsty, with his clothing in shreds through trying to climb the walls, he could hear a faint sound in the distance. Soon he heard footsteps outside the graveyard walls. This gave strength to the king, so he began to call again and again. Suddenly, he found himself face to face with a beggar, a giant of a beggar, carrying two large baskets of bread on his shoulders. The king immediately told the beggar who he was and described what had happened to him to have brought him to this abandoned graveyard. The beggar said nothing, but simply handed the king a loaf of bread from the basket and then left. The next day, he returned and gave the king another loaf without saying a single word. This continued for eight days. On the ninth day, the beggar spoke to the king. Well, said the beggar, what do you have to say for yourself? The king wept fell on his knees and pleaded with the beggar to help him escape from this graveyard. All day long I sit here trembling amongst the stones, cried the king. Unless you take me away from here, I will surely pass away from misery. Hmm, said the beggar. There's a forest not far from here where several woodchoppers live. I will ask them if they have a use for you. Please, cried the king. Please, I will do any job at all, as long as I can escape from this awful place. The next day, the beggar came and took the king to a dense forest. He led him through the trees to a clearing where the woodchoppers dwelt in a small hut. The king worked with them for one year, after which time the beggar visited him again. Now, asked the beggar, are you satisfied? Of course, said the king. Of course, this is much better than the last place, but I do have quite an education, and I wonder if you could find me a position where I could do some work where I could use that education. Is there anything you can think of? I will see what I can do, said the beggar, and then he left. The next day he returned and led the king to a small town on the edge of the forest. For three years, the king remained there as the mayor of the town. At the end of three years, the beggar again returned and asked the king, Well, does this position suit you? It's much better than the other one, agreed the king. This work is more in keeping with what I have been used to, but I was, after all, a king. Can you not find me a better occupation? The next day, the beggar came and took him to a city that had been left without a governor, and the king was made the governor in his place. For five years he governed the city. Then he again saw the beggar. The beggar asked him, And how do you like this position? Is it more in keeping with your experience and education? Of course, said the king. Of course, this is very good. But it's only one city. I used to reign over many cities and many lands, you can hardly expect me to be satisfied with just one city. Hmm, said the beggar. There is a nearby country whose king has just passed away. I will try to speak to the queen 
and see if she will accept you as a husband. There is one obstacle, however. I don't know what kind of person you are. It's possible that as soon as you become king, you will issue decrees against the Jews that live in this country. I must, therefore, demand one thing. Produce a document for me in which you promise that at no time will you issue a law that harms the Jews, and you will cancel any such laws that already exist. The king was only too happy to write up this document, sign it, and seal it. The very next day, he married the queen of the nearby country and was seated on a throne next to his queen. The king and the queen lived in a palace near the sea, and they had a custom to stroll along the pier together with their children. Once, while the king and the queen and their children were walking along, the attention of the king and the queen was captured by some ships far out at sea. They didn't see that one of their children had slipped into the swirling waters and was immediately swept away by the waves. The other child alerted the king and the queen. The queen jumped into the water to save her child before the king could stop her. She too was drawn away by the waves. The king was horror-stricken by the sight of his loved ones struggling in the mighty waves, and he leapt in after them. He felt that life would be unbearable if they were swept away without him. Eventually, after being tossed back and forth by huge waves, he found himself deposited on dry land again. He lay there for some time, drying out in the sun and regaining his strength, but eventually he walked until he reached a populated city. The king was amazed to see that it looked like the capital city of his first kingdom before he had been transported to the graveyard by the beggar so many years ago. I will go to the palace, said the king. That will surely tell me whether I'm right or not. With this thought in mind, he started on his way. He entered the palace, and to his astonishment, no one made any attempt to stop him. He walked through the gate, into the palace, up to his bedroom, and as he opened the door to his bedroom, he stopped. There he saw, still standing near his bed, the half-starved Jewish beggar who had entered without permission on the day that he had first been snatched away to the graveyard. In his hand, the beggar held the document that the king had written, promising never again to harm the Jews. After several moments, the king recovered from his shock and asked the Jewish beggar, Why did you keep me away for so many years? Why was my punishment so severe? The beggar simply raised his hand and pointed to the clock on the wall, which still read exactly midnight. With a start, the king realized that the entire experience had lasted no more than a few seconds.